Today's selection from Calvert Library's Digital Collection, Dangerous Alliance, by Jenica Cohen. Chapter the First. The danger, however, was at present so unperceived that they did not by any means rank as misfortunes with her. Jane Austen, Emma. April 1817, Oak Bridge Estate, Hampshire, England. The lichen-kissed stone dropped onto a rock pile with a hollow clack. Lady Victoria Ashton rested her aching hands on the rough stone. She wiped her muddy palms down the front of her thighs, smearing muck onto her father's old tan breeches. When attempting to save the lives of a particularly bothersome flock of sheep, one had to make sacrifices. With two more sizable stones, she would close the gap in the wall. Then she could scour Oak Bridge's 6,562 acres for the estate shepherd. Vicky narrowed her eyes at the shaggy old ewe, one of the many she found out of bounds in the neighboring pasture. They jumped over the crumbling gap and gobbled a patch of indigestible clover. Soon their bellies would bloat, and without the shepherd's aid, they would certainly perish. Inhaling the clean morning air, redolent with the perfume of freshly drying grass, Vicky bent for another rock. This would never have happened to Emma Woodhouse, or rather, Emma Woodhouse would never have let it happen to her. Having just finished reading Emma for the third time since its publication, Vicky had lately found herself comparing her own country existence to the heroine of said novel. Not that Emma was her favorite heroine from the four novels by the author known only to the public as a lady, but who most of the local Hampshire society knew to be one Miss Jane Austen. No, Vicky reserved that honor for Miss Elizabeth Bennet of Pride and Prejudice. A clear picture of Elizabeth Bennet muddying her gown to fix a stone wall darted into Vicky's mind. After all, Elizabeth had walked miles unaccompanied to see her sister, Jane, when she was ill and staying at Netherfield. Vicky's lips curved into a smile at the idea that her favorite heroine would approve of her behavior. As Vicky straightened, movement far in the distance caught her eye. She squinted. Amid the emerald green fields on the other side of the wall, a rider in a russet coat and dark hat cantered adjacent to the short hedgegrove. She couldn't see his face, but his bearing looked familiar. She blinked. Surely it wasn't the one person she had no wish to see on such a morning. Fate wouldn't be so cruel. She glanced down at her father's muddy breeches. They didn't exactly outline her legs, but they weren't particularly loose either. They hugged her hips just tightly enough to allow her to tuck a muslin shirt into them and actually stay up without other assistance. She'd buttoned the top half of her olive green riding habit almost up to her neck for a semblance of decency, but at any stranger's standard, she was courting scandal. She peered at the rider again. His attire proclaimed him a gentleman, and although she still couldn't make out his features, he rode a peculiar chestnut of medium height that looked something like a working horse. She'd never seen the breed before. Well, if he, whoever he was, felt scandalized by her appearance, 
That was his affair. Britches afforded more comfort on her post-dawn inspections across the estate and allowed her to ride astride. That meant she could be more efficient helping her father, especially when something went wrong, like today. Their management strategies shouldered the livelihoods of more than a hundred individuals. If her father or his steward couldn't allocate funds or attention to one small piece of the puzzle making up the estate, someone less fortunate would suffer. Vicky helped wherever and whenever she could. She hauled the stone up and set it on the pile with an involuntary squeak before glancing back at the rider. He had jumped the hedgegrove. Now he rode toward her, picking up speed. What was he? Vicky's stomach tensed as his face came into focus. It was just as she feared. The rider was Tom Sherborne. Blast! She looked at the breeches again and winced. Still, some fifty feet away, Tom raised his hand and something fluttered in her chest. But he wasn't greeting her as she'd thought. With his whole arm, he pointed at something behind her. She frowned. As she turned, something hard collided with the side of her head. White-hot pain burst through her skull. Her vision pitched sideways and her neck whipped to the right. As her knees smacked into the soggy turf, everything went black. If you enjoyed this chapter and are hungry for more, this title is available in ebook and audiobook form through Hoopla. If you're enjoying Book Bites, please don't forget to follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if there are books or genres you'd like to hear, email us at calvertlibrarybookbites at gmail.com. Visit calvertlibrary.info for more information and stay tuned for more book bites.